Suffering is for everyone. I know it's not a flashy or fun catchphrase, but it's also very true. As someone who has suffered no single major life-altering physical damages, the slow suffering of the daily health setbacks in my life has been no secret. It's the death of many paper cuts. Or is it? In this episode, I want to share with you some ways that I pray will inspire you to not lose yourself in the midst of your suffering. So join me in inviting the Holy Spirit to join us on this journey together, and let's begin. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Persistence in Prayer podcast hosted by Catholic Mindset Coach, wife, mother, educator, and speaker, Kylie Hine. Kylie is passionate about helping you deepen your relationship with God through the power of prayer. This podcast is a space for high achievers who want to do it all, but also want to prioritize their spiritual life and grow in faith. Join us as we explore the beauty of persistence in prayer and the transformative impact it can have on our lives. Get ready to discover practical tips, insights, and inspiration to help you develop a daily prayer practice and cultivate a deeper sense of trust in God's plan for your life. Let's journey together towards a more fulfilled and faithful life as we invite the Holy Spirit in. Let's begin. Before we get too far into the nitty-gritty details of suffering, I want to take a minute to share with you a testimonial from a suffering mother, an incredible woman who felt like she was drowning in the day-to-day cross of motherhood. She said, I can't recommend Kylie enough. She has a very calming presence in her coaching sessions, and it feels like she's speaking to the very heart of my ignored and unseen pieces. Her knowledge of temperaments, mindset, and faith make a bigger difference than you might think. It's not only helped me to understand myself better, but to understand my husband and my children as well. Her coaching is gentle but powerful. She understands motherhood and even more so the limited capacity for change in the midst of overwhelm. She starts small, manageable, achievable. She listens and hears even what you aren't saying out loud, and it is a gift. So I just want to say thank you so much to Brittany for sending in this incredible testimonial. She is a business owner and a mother, and it was a joy to serve her. And if your cross feels heavy today, my friend, I just want to let you know that I can help you adjust your grip so that you can keep going. I know you don't like to slow down. Your problems aren't big enough for you to deem worthy of receiving help. and Those physical nuances that keep popping up in your body are surely nothing, or maybe they're not. But wouldn't you like to stop getting angry every time someone interrupts your workflow? Wouldn't you love it if you didn't have to white knuckle your way through your days? If you didn't have tension in your shoulders and chest? Wouldn't you like to be able to just shut down a few of those tabs in your brain long enough to get a good night's sleep? If so, I want to help you. All it takes is a click of a button to get started. So head on over to www.kyliemhine.com to book your exploration call and start putting yourself first. Why? So that you can be there for your loved ones when they need you. Because if you don't start doing something different, my friend, your body is going to force you to do something different. Okay, let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk about suffering or by our dictionary definition, experiencing or being subjected to something bad or unpleasant. That's right. Suffering isn't just something that people in war-torn countries endure. It is something that we all endure. Suffering is to be in pain, either physically or emotionally. So really quickly, because I don't want to get too far in the weeds of the intellectual part of this, but why do we suffer? 
Let's go back to the beginnings of creation. God created heaven and earth, and they were good. He created man and woman in his image and likeness. And I think it's important to note here that we were created in love. So at the start of creation, we had a balance between body and soul, which we no longer have. When God created man, our souls held mastery over our bodies, and both body and soul shared in the inheritance of eternal life. Why is this important? Because in God's plan, human beings were created for holiness and eternal life with him. So death and suffering were not part of God's plan for human creation. We were not created by a God who desired to see us suffer. For those of us with our own children, let's just consider for a moment, and maybe you don't have children, you could think of this in terms of a parent as well. At any point, do you think in your mind, oh yes, I hope my kid falls and breaks an ankle today. I can't wait to watch them cry when they find out that I stepped on their favorite Lego in the hallway last night and it's broken. No. Yet we know that when we allow our kids to fail and to fail hard, they run to us. They learn, they grow in resilience, and they are better equipped for the challenges that will face them in the future. And again, if you don't have kids, you can think of this as of your own parents as they are aging. Do you enjoy seeing them struggle with the decay of their own bodies and all of the things that come with that? Do you enjoy seeing your best friend in tears because she just lost her job? No, nobody wants that. I could keep going with this, but let's just summarize it all to say God did not create us to suffer. We suffer as a result of original sin. So even though original sin of our, through the original sin of our first parents, our nature has been wounded and therefore we experience suffering and also death. So again, this was not part of original, this was not part of God's original plan, but it is part of the reality of our lives now. So now that we've established that we will all suffer because we are created human beings, it's part of our fallen nature that sin came into the world and now we will reap the consequences. How do we not completely lose ourselves in it? Because if you have ever been really sick, if you've ever been so overrun by work struggles or anxiety or worry, you know that little by little, your authentic true self starts to get whittled away. You find yourself becoming a bit of a shell. Maybe you lose enthusiasm for things that you once had. You don't have the same motivations and passions and desires. And sometimes this can happen really subtly as this hopelessness and despair starts to sink in. So here's some things I want to know here. First of all, don't talk yourself out of suffering or embracing suffering. Our ability to suffer comes through our capacity to embrace it for the good of others. It all happens in our minds. St. Catherine of Siena said to, to quote unquote, uh, those who are scandalized and rebel against what happened to them. Okay, so she said this to those who are scandalized and rebel against what happened to them. Everything comes from love. All is ordained of the salvation of man. God does nothing without this goal in mind. So nothing of God comes without the salvation of all mankind in mind. St. Thomas More 
also said shortly before his martyrdom, okay, so he was about to die, he said this to his daughter, nothing can come but that that God wills. And I make me very sure that whatever that be, seem it never so bad in sight, it shall indeed be best. Sorry, that's a bit of a mouthful because of the time period and the way that it is worded. But he essentially says, nothing will come that God does not will. And it is never bad in hindsight, because surely whatever God wills is best. So I want to talk about this from the perspective of Lent, because this is a topic that has been coming up frequently. And it is the topic of abstaining and fasting. It is so easy, and I'm not judging, so please know I'm not judging. But it is so easy for us to see someone else who is struggling with abstaining or fasting and to give them advice such as, are you sure it's not a medical issue? You should just get a dispensation. Or why don't you just substitute something else? So if you can't fast from food because you're getting angry and you're getting a little cranky with your kids, it's okay. Just fast from something else. Okay, so why is this a problem? First of all, Because if we are disciples of Jesus, which really means we're apprentices of Jesus, we are trying to walk in his footsteps and follow exactly where he went and do what he did. Jesus fasted and prayed and he fasted and prayed and he fasted and prayed. And we see that in scripture. So if we are choosing not to follow this fast, which is instituted by our church, which we believe in, we're kind of looking for an easy way out. And we really have to hold all things in tension. So I'm going to say that as well. But if I look at my own life, because fasting is not easy for me, even though I abstain from all kinds of foods, it is still very difficult for me to not eat the thing that I want to eat. Okay, I enjoy sensual pleasures and instant gratification. So it is difficult for me. But when I look at this and I will dread the day of fasting in my own mind. And as I think about this day of fasting, I'm like, man, I really could get out of this. I have all the health reasons that I could just not fast, that I could not abstain. And I could do something else. But the reality is, if I had a colonoscopy tomorrow, or if I had surgery tomorrow, and they told me I can't eat anything, I would go all day without eating anything. So when I can shift that perspective and realize that me not wanting to fast has very little to do with my own health situation and more with the fact that it's uncomfortable and I don't want to do it, it's recognition that this is something that I actually really need to do. And it is really important to not just dismiss it and say this is hard and choose something different. I don't want to be the person where at the end of my life, I look at God and he says to me, couldn't you stay awake for one hour? (laughs) Think of the Lord in the agony and his agony in the garden when he looks at the disciples and he's like, you couldn't even pray with me for one hour. I don't want him to look at me and say, you couldn't even fast for one day. You couldn't even go without snacks for one day. I don't want that to be me. Now, on the other side of this, because there's always a middle, if we go too far one way or too far the other way, then that is where we run into sin, is if you legitimately do have health reasons. And 
you have discerned this and you have talked about it with a priest and you are not supposed to be fasting. Okay. If you are, are breastfeeding and you're taking care of five other kiddos and you are going on no sleep, then yeah, you probably shouldn't follow that fast in the exact way that everyone else is. Okay. So there's always two sides of this. Everything intention. This is where we are really called to to pray and discern moment by moment and trust in the Lord to speak to us and follow our conscience. But I say all this to remind you that suffering is offered to us for a reason. Discomfort is offered to us for a reason. So try not to talk yourself out of it if it comes your way. There is something beautiful that will come out of it, which leads me to my next point. Don't ask for extra crosses you are going to receive enough crosses on your own. We don't need to pick up extra ones. So while it is noble to want to do extra hard things, we cannot endure extra suffering that is not meant for us. So to be a suffering soul, and we see this in a few of the saints, none of us are in a place right now where we can take on that type of suffering. So don't ask for extra crosses. Don't go seeking them. You are going to get enough that are going to come naturally to you on their own. And you probably aren't going to see them coming because that's the beauty of, again, whatever the Lord allows is for a reason. And so just trust that you're going to get a big enough cross. You don't need to pick up some extras. Okay, this brings me to my next point of not losing ourselves is trust. So I'm going to pull from the Chosen movie for a minute. I was watching the end of season three with my daughter uh, a few days ago, and I love this line in the movie. So it is right after the miracle of the loaves and fishes and feeding the masses and the crowds. And I want to remind you here, the disciples have seen the Lord perform miracle after miracle after miracle. And here they are saying like, how are we going to feed all these people? Where's the food going to come from? We're surely going to starve out here because we are so stinking forgetful as humans. Again, hand is raised. I am guilty. But I love this line. God lets us hunger, but he will never let us starve. So you might be hungry during Lent. The Lord is not going to let you starve. Right now in the hunger, he is spiritually feeding you. Maybe not physically, but spiritually he is feeding you and he is never going to let you starve. So trust that in our sin, our struggle, in our discomfort, he is building us up and he is making us stronger than ever. Now, if you've seen the end of season three of The Chosen, you know that right after all of this occurs, then there's the episode where the disciples are out in the boat and Jesus walks on water. And again, this is a beautiful example of where the Lord shows us that while he has great things planned for us, not all of them are easy. These are the words from, again, the chosen. So not directly from scripture, but a beautiful reminder that great things are planned for us, but not all of them are going to be easy. And we know that from Peter's life right? There is a pattern in the chosen that I think is really important to point out for our reality. Jesus is healing again and again and again. He is performing these very profound bodily miracles for those to come to him. Yet, how often do we see him physically heal one of his own disciples? 
aside from maybe casting out the demons from Mary Magdalene, I can't really recall a time where he does this. Little John goes to him and even asks the Lord, you know, why haven't you, why won't you heal me? But here's the thing. Jesus is spiritually renewing them for their mission. He isn't taking it easy on them because when we are called to be disciples, we are called to walk in the very footsteps of Christ, to eat how he eats, to serve how he serves, to pray how he prays, and to suffer as he suffered. So while we cannot do any of these things to the same extent that Christ did, we are asked to embody that the best that we are capable of in this moment in time so that we can spiritually grow and get closer and closer to that perfection of following the Lord exactly. Suffering reveals our weaknesses and our attachments. What are you the most afraid of to suffer? When my dad was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, he told me that he wasn't afraid to die. He felt that he had made right with God. However, he didn't want to be in pain. That was his number one worry. He was scared of being in pain. So imagine a cancer patient not wanting pain. It's kind of inevitable. So for almost a year, his body just continued to deteriorate. He became frustrated with his inability to enjoy foods. Everything tasted awful. And food was a pleasure for him his whole life. He wasn't able to travel or to go on his long hunting walks. And he certainly was far from pain-free. My point is... We don't get to choose our crosses because we would choose the cross that was hard but attainable on our own, not the cross that cannot be carried without God. On the flip side of that, the evil one is going to prod into these cracks in the walls of our interior castle if we do not allow God to reveal them. So while it is not a fun experience, it is truly rewarding because in our suffering, our weaknesses and our attachments are truly revealed. So my last point I want to make here is that suffering is never wasted by God. So if we can cling to this, that our suffering is not wasted, we are not going to lose ourselves. We are going to become more fully ourselves as God created us to be because we're going to grow closer to him. We are suffering for someone or something. And knowing this is everything. Someone who does not believe in God will soon find themselves hopeless and in great despair when the trials rain down upon them. That is not so for us, because as human beings, we have been created with the ability to rationalize. We can understand this. We understand that we have a creator. This is a key difference, I believe, in why it is morally okay to put down a terminally ill dog, for example, versus a human. The dog doesn't know why he suffers, but we do. Suffering becomes meaningful when we know that we are created beings of God's own hand. And it becomes meaningless when we don't recognize the value of our participation in that same suffering. I don't try to spend a ton of time on social media, but as part of my job, obviously I do. And I'm just guilty of getting stuck in the scroll. But I can tell you there are a handful of counts that I look for every single day, and one of them belongs to a woman named Jessica Hanna. You can find her on Instagram under Blessed by Cancer. Jessica was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2020 when she was 14 weeks pregnant. She had her baby recovered, and if I remember correctly, her cancer returned in 2022 as stage four. So nearly every day, you'll find Jessica online as she's getting her treatments, 
as she's sitting in the hospital bed, praying with and for women across the world. While she asks for prayers frequently, she is always offering up her suffering and her praises to God in each and every single day for the opportunity to be sanctified. This is the joy of suffering. Her illness is absolutely atrocious, but she is moving hearts into action through her witness and her love of God. And you guys, it just, even picturing it right now brings me to tears. And she is not the only one. There are many women on there who have shared their crosses and who have just been beautiful witnesses of redemptive suffering. And I know that God is pouring out grace upon grace through their stories and through their commitment to continue to honor and praise him in every single moment of their anguish. As St. Augustine tells us, God cannot save us without us. Our human suffering is an opportunity to participate in redemption. I'm going to say that again. Our human suffering is an opportunity for us to participate in redemption. What a beautiful mission that we have been given and our suffering is part of that personal vocation that we each have with God. So while we may have some common themes in our suffering, ultimately our suffering is ours and no one else will ever experience our cross in the same way that we do. The answer to suffering comes in how we choose to respond to it and our capacity to recognize how beautiful it is. My friends, there is so much depth to this subject, and it is definitely one that I am going to revisit. I already kind of have a part two in my mind and in the works, but for now, I just, I really want to leave you with this. Ultimately, the most pain that we can ever endure is the separation of ourselves from Christ. The loneliness that comes as a result of our sin. And this great torment that the Lord experienced on the cross is the result of taking on our sin He truly experienced that full separation from God the Father as he was crucified. And so every time that we endure any kind of suffering, be it big or small, these are ways that we are able to participate in redemption. So for today, we can hope and we can take solace in the sacraments and that the Lord desires to be near us if only we allow him. And we can remember that we are transformed by the renewal of our minds. Back in the days when I was a runner, it's strange to call myself a runner because running was not something I enjoyed very much. But back in the days when I was doing longer distance running and I was training for a 5k or a 10k or even a half marathon, I would find myself just hitting a wall and feel like I just, Lord, I cannot go any farther. My feet hurt, my legs hurt, and I really just don't care. But I'm stubborn. And one of the things that helped so much was just that mindset of one more block. If I can just make it to the next light pole. Okay, what if I could go one more mile? And then you get done with that mile and you're like, okay, I could go one more block. And the truth is, the length of my destination and how far away it was never changed. But my perception of how I was going to get there did. And that's really what we are embracing with our suffering. We can't control how long our suffering lasts. We can't control the way that it comes upon us, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. But we do get to choose how we perceive it. 
the lens through which we approach it. So take hope, my friends. Be renewed by your minds. Be renewed through Christ. And remember that our circumstances do not define us, but rather how we choose to accept and perceive them. If your Lent is feeling extra difficult, I invite you to join me and my friend Katherine Johnson from episode six, way back at the very beginning of this podcast. We are going to be having a fun wordplay workshop where we are hosting and coaching. It is going to take place on March 14th and it is called How to Not Quit Lent or anything else for that matter. And you can find the registration in the show notes at the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining. You guys are always such a blessing, whether this is your first episode or you've been here from the beginning. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please, please, please get the word out about this podcast so that God's word can be shared. The wisdom of the Holy Spirit can be shared with more beautiful women like yourselves. And be sure to come back in the upcoming weeks. You guys, I have a huge, huge guest that is going to be on here as we continue on in Lent, and I really don't want you to miss it. So make sure you're following along. And if you're not on my weekly email list and you would like to be, please let me know so that you can get the extra prayer tips for the week and a prayer to share. God bless. Beautiful souls, thank you again for journeying with me. If you have been blessed by this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your social media stories, and don't forget to tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Kylie M. Hine. Stay persistent in prayer, protect your peace, and as always, share the light of Christ with everyone around you.